On today's episode, Lucas Reichel, top prospect in the Blackhawks organization, was invited to the 2022 NHLPA Rookie Showcase, which will be held in a couple of weeks out in Washington, D.C. I'll get into all of the details on that, plus the Blackhawks signing 23-year-old college free agent Cole Gutman. And then to wrap things up, I will unveil number seven on my summer 2022 Blackhawks top 10 prospects list. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Wednesday, August 24th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also go and check out my strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then please be sure to go and show some support first by following the podcast, which will only take a quick couple of seconds. Literally, just a quick click of the button will be helping me out tremendously. Be sure to also go and rate the show with five stars if you like what you're hearing today as well. And if you're tuning in through Apple Podcasts or through Spotify, then feel free to go and leave me a review. I always greatly appreciate getting some feedback from all you wonderful listeners out there. And the best part about it all is that it's 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast, whether that's through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, etc. It's all 100% for free. And if you go and follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And if you're not already watching the video version of today's episode, then go and give your head a shake. Go and check out Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube because every episode moving forward is going to have a video attached to it as well. So if you haven't subscribed yet, please go help the boy out. Go and hit the subscribe button on YouTube. I would greatly appreciate it. Also, go and smash the like button down below on this video and comment as to whether or not you think Lucas Reichel is going to be on the Blackhawks opening night roster or do you think he's going to start the year with the Rockford Ice Hogs? Let me know in the comment section down below. And last, go and ring the bell, turn on those push notifications, and that way you can get notified when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right. Good morning, everyone. Thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. And thank you all for making the show your first listen here to start off your day. Hope everyone's Wednesday is off to a good start. And we actually got a really good show on tap here this morning, folks, even though it's the middle of August and that's usually the literal dead point in terms of hockey news. Uh, we got a good show on tap for today and some good stuff to talk about. And to kick things off, I wanted to begin with uh, the news that came out yesterday on prospect Lucas Reichel, of course, just spent his first year over in North America as a professional, a really solid year down in the AHL with the Rockford Ice Hogs. He was the 17th overall selection back in the 2020 NHL draft. And yesterday, the NHLPA released its list of players that were invited to their rookie showcase, which I already referenced is going to be held in just a couple of weeks. That's set for September 6th 
out in Washington, D.C., and over 30 players were invited to come out to the nation's capital in total, and Reichel was the only one from the Blackhawks that was uh, that that received an invite, I should say. Now, before some of you freak out and go, only one Blackhawks player was invited, where are Frank the Tank? Where's Frankie Nazar? Where's Kevin Korczynski? Well, listen, only Yuri Slavkovsky and Shane Wright, those were the only two players from the 2022 NHL draft to get invited to this. And most teams, aside from a couple like the San Jose Sharks, uh, the Seattle Kraken, the Minnesota Wild, I know the Anaheim Ducks have two as well. Uh, aside from a couple of teams, most only have one prospect attending this showcase. And if Frankie Nazar, my boy Frank the Tank, and Kevin Korczynski weren't getting invited, uh, it only makes sense that Lucas Reichel was the one to receive an invite. So don't freak out that only one Blackhawks prospect is attending the rookie showcase in a couple of weeks. That's how it is for most of the teams out there. Uh, but it should be a really cool experience for Reichel. I'm, I'm super excited. Uh, but for those of you who are unaware what this event is, it's nothing that's really going to, uh, it's not like a camp or anything, right? It's fun. It's good spirited. It's light. There'll be not really drills held, but just some kind of fun activities for the players to showcase their stuff and have some fun out there. Uh, it's mostly a promotional promotional experience for both the players and for the NHL because they're paired up with Upper Deck, who's, of course, the trading card company that's in business with the NHL and the NHLPA. They're going to be there, and that's kind of what this event is all about. They get some cool pictures of these you know, top rookies um, in, in their team's sweaters, and they get to put them out on cards and get them some more exposure. Uh, it's, it's good media experience, too, for the players, not only with promoting themselves, but they get to have some fun interviews where they show their personalities and show other sides to themselves off of the ice. So, yeah, it's not like it's a rookie showcase camp or anything like the top rookies in the NHL come together and have a serious camp. No. It's just kind of a fun event with Upper Deck. They're going to snap some cool pictures, some cool videos, and the guys are going to have fun, you know, doing, you know, whatever fun activities that are part of it. And also they get, you know, to meet up with probably some of their former friends for a lot of these guys internationally or wherever their careers have pa uh their career paths have crossed before. So they get together, also a chance for some of the youngsters to meet each other. So that's kind of what the rookie showcase is going to be about. But uh, it's cool nonetheless to see that Lucas Reichel is invited and gets to be alongside some of the top prospects in the game right now. And also, it's nice to know that he's catching the eyes of other folks around the league and will get a chance to showcase his stuff a little bit more in just a couple of weeks. So it should be a good experience for Lucas Reichel all in all. Uh, and I also... Something I've referenced on a couple of shows, but since we're speaking about Lucas Reichel, I wanted to bring it up again, uh, are the expectations for him coming into his second year over in North America. And I know a lot of people are super stoked, as am I, about his potential. And I think a lot of people out there feel like he's NHL ready. He maybe didn't have the most productive first stint with the Blackhawks, but he had his chances. And uh he could have, the, the numbers could look a whole lot different if he was able to find the back of the net. He had multiple opportunities to net that first NHL goal and uh, unfortunately just wasn't able to squeak one past the goaltender. But 
a big year down in the AHL for Lucas. Has a lot of people feeling like he could be ready to make the jump to the NHL this upcoming year. And while that may be true, he could have a very stellar camp and uh, could give the coaches no decision but to keep him around when the year begins. But ultimately, I do think the Blackhawks are going to be very patient with him. We've seen them go with this patient approach with a lot of other prospects. They, they just signed Jack Johnson. Probably means Alec Vlasic, Alec Gula, Ian Mitchell. At least two of those guys are going to be down in Rockford to start the year, and potentially all three of them as well. We've seen uh, they went out and signed um, Alex Stalock. Arvid Soderblom is not going to be the backup to open up the season. They want to give him another year in Rockford to make sure he's 100% ready to step onto the NHL scene full-time. So based on the moves that they've made so far, I do expect them to be patient with Lucas Reichel as well. And I wouldn't be surprised whatsoever to see him open up the season and even play a good chunk of the first half down with the Rockford Icehogs, a young team. A lot of those players are going to be back and they should be competitive once again and looking to make a run back to the Calder Cup playoffs. So I think the front office is going to want to let Lucas be part of that and get good, meaningful experience down with the Ice Hogs. And honestly, if the Ice Hogs are trending towards a playoff run, you know, he, he could always go up to the NHL and come back down for the for the Calder Cup playoffs. But if the Blackhawks aren't, you know, if they're going to be where we expect them to be in the second half and there's nothing to play for, yeah, NHL experience would be great for him. But he also could benefit just as much and maybe even more if he's helping the Ice Hogs push towards the postseason and be part of a crucial run there. That could be more beneficial for him in terms of experience. So we'll see. It's all going to depend on training camp at the end of the day. But I, I wouldn't be surprised whatsoever, like I said, if Lucas Reichel does in fact open up the season with the Rockford Ice Hogs and winds up playing a good chunk of time down there. And I don't want Blackhawks fans to think that's detrimental to his progression and means that he hasn't taken the next step. No, it's just in reality, the Blackhawks have a couple of years to kill here. They can be very patient with their prospects and Reichel could even benefit more from the time that he'll have with the Ice Hogs if things do go well for them like we hope this upcoming season. All right, that takes care of Lucas Reichel receiving an invite to the 2022 NHLPA Rookie Showcase. Coming up in just a minute, I will also break down the Hawks' recent signing of 23-year-old college free agent Cole Gutman. But first, I need to talk to you all about something serious and also very important, which is the NHTSA Drive Sober campaign that's going on right now. Let me set the scene. You're hanging out with some friends putting back a few drinks, we've all been there, and then a few becomes too many, and as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think about calling for a ride, but nah, you live nearby, you can make it home okay, it's no big deal, and what are the odds you're going to get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, total your car, everyone knows the risks of driving drunk, the results are tragic, and often deadly. However, that still doesn't seem to stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. And that's exactly why police officers are out there right now looking nonstop for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, please think again, play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride or order an Uber, whatever you got to do. 
It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. So please drive sober or get pulled over. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Segment two on the show here today. I wanted to talk about the Blackhawks signing Cole Gutman out of the University of Denver last week. They inked him to a two-year entry-level deal with a $950,000 AAV. Um, I haven't talked about the Gutman signing yet. I'm a little bit behind. I'm catching up on everything, but I I wanted to be sure to talk about this for a little bit here. Uh, Gutman, for those of you who don't know, he was a six-round pick of the Tampa Bay Lightning back in the 2017 NHL draft, but Never went on to sign his entry-level deal with the team after just wrapping up his senior season. And what a senior season it was uh, for the Denver Pioneers. Went on to win the national championship. And Gutman, he was their captain. He was their leader. And um, it's been an interesting ride for Gutman because... He's someone who's progressed year in and year out in terms of numbers. When you go and look at the numbers and how productive he was, um, it's clear that there has been a steady progression in that department. Off of the ice, it seems like he's always been a leader. Not only was he a captain here for Denver in his senior season, but also going back to his junior days in his last year with the Dubuque Fighting Saints of the USHL, Gutman was their captain there as well, and the year before that, he wore the A. So off of the ice, leadership qualities. I personally don't know the kid, but everything seems positive. It seems like uh, he's influential, a good leader, has a good impact on the boys in the locker room. But in terms of on the ice, we've seen his progression year in and year out, uh, year by year, I guess I should say. And it's cool that he got to wrap up his collegiate career after spending four years as a pioneer. He ended it by uh, winning a national championship. But getting into some of his numbers, uh, first as a freshman, Gutman tallied 26 points in 41 games, which, you know, as an 18-year-old, 19-year-old maybe at the end of the year, pretty darn impressive, especially for a program like Denver. Uh, And then as a sophomore, the numbers get a little bit better, 28 points in 35 games. His junior season, unfortunately, like so many college athletes out there, was cut short due to COVID-19, but in his 23 games that he did get in, Gutman tallied 22 points, so getting closer with each year to that point-per-game hump, and then finally, last year as their captain, eclipses that uh, that task, gets over a point per game, and winds up tallying 45 points in 41 games. So all in all, you know, that's the progression you want to see offensively as each year goes by. Um, And I've already talked about the leadership qualities. Gutman seems to check off all the boxes there. So I think it's a really intriguing signing by the Blackhawks, even though it's Cole Gutman, no offense to the kid. It's not something that's going to be front page news or anything. And all likelihood, um, just a depth signing here and third or fourth line ceiling, maybe at best. But I do think it's an intriguing signing by the Blackhawks. For a couple of different reasons. Um, I think the skill set that Gutman provides is different than what they have. And also, sure, the Blackhawks addressed the need for forwards in their prospect pool with this year's NHL draft class, but they also still need guys. Most of those players aren't going to be ready for, what, two, three, four years? They need some more players who 
have a little bit more experience or a little bit older that can come onto the scene right now. And I think Cole Gutman is an interesting one to bring in. Um, I've read a little bit about him and, and done some due diligence when the first, when the Blackhawks first signed him, I, I admittedly didn't know much about him, but, uh, I've read kind of the, the main knock that I've read on Gutman is his size, which he's five, nine, 168 pounds. There's concerns about whether or not he's going to be able to compete in, you know, with the game that he plays, uh, unless he gets stronger. I, he definitely needs to add weight because something I already talked about the ceiling for Gutman, unless something crazy happens is going to be a third or a fourth liner and five, nine, 168 pounds, probably not going to be someone who's known for his offense at the NHL level. Sure. His offensive progression was great in college, but uh, we see a lot of guys in college be at a point per game. That does not mean you're going to be an offensive stud at the NHL level whatsoever. So I don't expect that to be the name of the game for Gutman. Sure, he could probably chip in every now and then, but it's not like he's going to be consistently producing from an offensive standpoint. So in order to fulfill that role, he is undoubtedly going to have to gain some weight. Um, but I, I've also read about him that you know he's a gamer. He always provides some energy, goes hard to the dirty areas, uh, obviously makes an impact off of the ice. Good on his edges, not a great skater, but a good skater, works hard. Um, I just feel like this is a good depth signing for the Blackhawks, and Gutman provides a, a maybe like a, a, a spark plug to the, to the mix. He's not going to be an offensive gem, but he has a full, complete game, and I think that's something that intrigued the Blackhawks. And one thing I also wanted to talk about is the Blackhawks' pipeline with the Denver Pioneers. I mean, they've been connected with that program for what, five, six years now, they've had at least one prospect on their roster, at least throughout that time span. So I'm sure this front office and their scouting department has gotten a real good look at Gutman over the years. And obviously something impressed them. So uh, I personally think this is a good signing by the Blackhawks that really there's no risk involved whatsoever. Um, Like it's worth a shot again. The Blackhawks have a couple of years to kill here. It's a $950,000 entry-level deal. They're not breaking the bank whatsoever. Um, and if it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. Honestly, it's worth a shot where the Blackhawks are at right now. So um, I think this is a good signing and something that's not going to cost the Blackhawks whatsoever, even if the worst-case scenario ends up happening. Again, um, this is probably just a depth signing here, and considering that I really believe Gutman needs to add some weight in order to take that next step. In all likelihood, it'll probably begin with the Rockford Ice Hogs. Um, but, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what he's able to provide when training camp rolls around in just about a month here, Blackhawks fans. We are not that far away from hockey season returning. Again, just about a month away from training camp opening up at Fifth Third Arena in Chicago. All right, there are some thoughts on the Blackhawks signing college free agent Cole Gutman to an entry-level deal. Coming up in just a minute, I still have to unveil number seven on my Blackhawks top 10 prospects list. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Getting into segment three now today, number seven on my Blackhawks summer 2022 top 10 prospects list. But first, again, 
just as a reminder, folks, if you haven't heard who came in at numbers 10, 9, or 8, be sure to go and check out those videos first. I mean, it literally does not make any sense to not go in order, right? So just go and click on my channel, find the top 10 prospects list playlist. It's super easy. And take the quick 15 to 20 minutes that it takes in order to get caught up. Because starting at number seven, it just doesn't make any sense at all. And uh, I made it easy for all of you to do this. Just go click on that playlist, go and click on each video and hit the description. I already have everything time coded. So you don't got to spend time skipping through everything and finding the right starting point. No, I already have it listed out there for you. So it'll probably only be 15 to 20 minutes and then you can get all caught up and listen to this. And while you're there, folks, please make sure to hit the subscribe button. Leave the like, leave a like on the video too. It really helps me out more than you all know. I appreciate all the support. Thank you so much. All right, getting into number seven on my summer 2022 top 10 prospects list. I have none other than Drew Comesso, goaltender, Blackhawks, second round pick back in the 2020 NHL draft, who spent the past two seasons playing for Boston University. And all Comesso has done really since arriving at BU, both for uh, the Terriers and for the United States internationally a couple times as well, all he's done is gain more and more experience and just continue to get better and better and better. Freshman year at BU, right after the Blackhawks drafted him in the second round, excuse me, almost got the hiccups there, Following a very strong year, his second year with the United States Development Program, goes to Boston University, and as a freshman, had a pretty decent year. He ends up getting 11 games worth of action, posting respectable numbers, 299 goals against average, 915 save percentage. Pretty good for an 18-year-old, all things considered. And then he also gets an incredible opportunity, an unfortunate opportunity for Team USA but an incredible opportunity for Comesso to join the United States at the World Championships because Anthony Stolarz, who is supposed to be one of their goalies, he winds up getting hurt and Team USA needs an emergency goaltender to come out and join them immediately, immediately. And that winds up being Drew Comesso. Now, Comesso didn't get any games worth of action in that tournament, but I do think it was a very influential experience for him nonetheless, right? Getting to be around experienced guys, experienced goaltenders, see what that type of hockey is all about, learn a little bit in the locker room. I think it was just good for him to be around professionals like that at such a young age. Didn't get any games worth of action, but got to be a part of the team, got to see what that setting's all about. And, you know, maybe I'm overblowing that a little bit, but it certainly can't hurt. And I'm glad that Drew Comesso got that opportunity, even though it was unfortunate for Anthony Stolarz. Um, but then Comesso comes back to Boston University for his sophomore year, and what a nightmare BU was to open up the season. They go on this terrible run to begin their year, but somewhere around Thanksgiving, things clicked for both Comesso and for the team. Uh, right around Thanksgiving, just went on this incredible run, and uh, despite a putrid start, wound up putting up really good numbers. Uh, 28 games, finished with a 2-5-2 goals against average, 9-14 save percentage, an incredible way to finish up the year. And even though it was a slow start, Comesso still wound up getting nominated for the Mike Richter Award, which annually goes to the best goaltender in 
college hockey. So an incredible way for him to bounce back. And he just kept on rolling and rolling and rolling. He ended up playing for uh, the United States at the Olympics. Only got two games worth of action there, but really made the most of it. Two games, only two goals allowed, 964 save percentage. It's just been an incredible run for Camesso in the, the past 10 months or so. Um, he now, sadly, he was not a part of Team USA's roster at the recent World Juniors, which of course was a makeup from the tournament back in December. Camesso was slated to be the starter for the United States at that point, which would have been a beautiful story because the year prior, both Camesso and Alex Vlasic, then teammates at Boston University, both were unable to attend the World Juniors for the Team USA the year prior because they had tested positive or were um, a, a close contact to someone who had COVID-19. They were stuck in quarantine while the World Juniors were going on. So it would have been a beautiful redemption story for Camesso, but then that tournament ends up getting canceled itself after just a few games. Camesso gets robbed of that opportunity, and I don't know what ultimately led to this decision, but. Uh, he just decided to opt out of these World Juniors that just finished up here not all that long ago. So sadly, we didn't get to see Camesso be the starter for Team USA. They probably missed him a lot in that tournament as well. Uh, but just the progression all in all for Camesso over the past couple of years, it's obviously noticeable. And at Blackhawks development camp recently, I didn't think he shined, but I thought he did a really solid job. And it's kind of funny because when I keep reading about Camesso and reading these scouting reports and all this stuff, everyone seems to talk about how he's not flashy and not someone who really grasps your attention. He's not great size for the modern day goaltender. Now, not bad size. He's six foot two, buck 80, buck 90, something like that. But, you know, the traditional goalie, they want him at six, four, six, five, the bigger, the better almost at this point. Um, but Camesso is just so smooth and so consistent and doesn't make a whole lot of mistakes. He's got good positioning. Nothing like stands out, but he's got the whole package kind of under his belt. And I think that just leaves him with so much more room to grow. And that's why I'm super high on him. And another reason is, again, maybe I'm blowing this out of proportion, but the amount of quality experiences that he's already received at just 20 years old, I think it is so key. Like playing for Team USA at the Olympics being there at the World Juniors, being there at the World Championships, playing basically as a starter already for Boston University his first two years, being the starter for the United States Development Program, with which was a loaded class that year, for being 20 years old, and you know goalies do tend to take the longest, at 20 years old, we're still probably three, four, five years away from Drew Comesso even stepping onto the scene for the Blackhawks. But at such a young age, I feel like he already has a very good base. He's got the good tools, a lot of room to grow, and also has gotten such good experience. Again, it can't hurt him whatsoever. Maybe I am overblowing it, but it definitely can't hurt. So that's why I'm, I'm super high on Drew Comesso, and I really do think he's on the right track to become a starting goaltender in the NHL one day down the road. Now, I don't want to get too high on Camesso, though, because, again, only 20 in with goaltenders, you literally never know. But it seems with each year that passes, I just get more and more confident that this kid is going to be a really good goaltender in the NHL one day. 
It does make it things a little bit tough in terms of prospect rankings, though, I won't lie. And honestly, for him and Arvid Soderblom, I, I have a difficult spot, difficult time figuring out where to spot them in the top 10 rankings every time I do this. Like before the 2022 draft class, I think I had Soderblom at number four at the end of last year, and he's gone down to eight, and I don't want that to be a knock on him. And I had him above Comesso at the time. Now I have Comesso one spot above him. You're probably going to see that a lot throughout the years, those guys swapping spots. But ultimately, what that tells me is that the Blackhawks goaltender situation, it's in a good spot right now. Uh, I feel comfortable about both Arvid Soderblom and Drew Comesso in the future. They're going to be a couple years away, more so Comesso than Soderblom. I think Arvid will be the backup for the Hawks next year, ideally. Uh, not this upcoming season, the 2023-2024 season, but I do like where the Blackhawks are at right now. Uh, and Arvid Soderblom and Drew Comesso being so close in the rankings and kind of flip-flopping over the years, I think only is a positive for where the Blackhawks' goaltender position stands in the years to come. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up Wednesday, August 24th episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you all again for tuning into the show and be sure to go and follow Lockdown Blackhawks right now, wherever you get your podcasts and go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each and every day. And after the show, you got to be sure to go and check out the Lockdown NHL podcast for all the latest news and updates throughout the NHL offseason. It's free and available on all platforms. So be sure to go and check out Lockdown NHL right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions at all regarding anything related to the show or to the Blackhawks, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com all one word. You can also hit me up on any one of my Twitter accounts, or you could call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.